Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Once a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, raindrops. So look, with everything going on with Vanderpump Rules and my confession that I was not on the Vanderpump train, and but now, baby, I'm on it. I bought a first-class ticket. I am in the seat of this crazy train, but I could not do this alone. So I am joined by one of my good girlfriends who I love, 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 love in my Teresa voice. She is the host of her own podcast, The Sarah Fraser Show, which you must check out wherever you get your podcast. So big duh, I have my girl, Sarah Fraser. Carlos King. I mean, Carlos, I know you're having me on this show because literally when you listen to my podcast and then when I team up with David Yonta, we talk about you all the time. Like we, you're like our friend Carlos, when Carlos was like, we reference you, honey, like left and right. You are, anyway, you know, I'm obsessed with you. You are the king and I love it. No, you know, I love you and you know, I love David and the beauty of our trifecta thruple. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, I know we are. We're, we're the thruple. I'm totally fine with that. Can you imagine if you and David and I really all hooked up and had sex? Maybe we need to do that at BravoCon. Well, can you imagine? Like, what? <laughs> oh my God, that would be something else. Can you imagine the vlogs? The headline is Carlos King admits to being in a thruple <laughs> with David and Sarah. But what we're here for today is to <laughs> talk about all things Bravo. So we have to just get right into it Ugh. with the new name of this gentleman who we're calling Tom Scandaval. <laughs> That's actually pretty generous because if you've seen people now call him Tom Scumdaval, which is even worse. <laughs> no, isn't that terrible? They are? Yes. Now they're referring to it as Scumdaval. So bad. Oh, well, honey, I wonder if the network Andy Cohen is going to refer to him <laughs> as Skandaval because we have to get into the fact that Tom did an interview. It's hard to get a Bravo celebrity on our podcast. Very. It's yes. Very, very hard because 
it's a tight leash when it comes to the approval process of getting a Bravo celebrity in the midst of the show currently airing and definitely in the midst of a scandal. So the fact that Howie Mandel, who has OCD, right, Sarah? Very extreme OCD, yeah. In addition to that, he is known as like the deal or no deal guy. Like we know him based on like having these beautiful women open up suitcases. Hey, Meghan Markle and Claudia Jordan. Yeah. I had no idea that Howard Mandel would even be interested in speaking to Tom, but he did. So Sarah, talk to us about this interview, what they talked about and your thoughts on this, because Mr. Andy Cohen was not too happy with this interview. (laughs) I know, which actually I feel like Andy should be happy because Okay, the biggest thing about this interview that everybody and myself included were trying to piece together is how were how are Howie Mandel and Tom Sandoval connected at all? So supposedly they met at a wedding, they have a mutual friend, and then it almost sounded like at the start of the interview, and I didn't even realize that Tom still had this, but he has a men's skincare line in Target, and Howie was almost an investor, okay? But even their friendship is not a super close one. However, I do think, I think for Tom Sandoval, this was a genius move because my, and look, you, you know, you, you're a producer. I think he's about to get destroyed at that reunion, destroyed. And this was a neutral ground of Howie Mandel. I mean, it really did look bad for Howie. Howie knew nothing, nothing. Howie didn't even know what Scandaval was. He didn't know who Sheena was. He didn't know who anybody. I mean, you could have talked to him about aliens. He would have known more. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I like Howie, but it was kind of embarrassing. And so what I think was so genius for Tom, though, is this was such a neutral ground of someone who was so in Tom's corner saying, you know, you don't deserve all this hate. You're human. I've known you. We're pals. You're a good human being, which many of those things I'm sure could be true. Right. I mean, he's just he's just done this catastrophic incident in front of the world that we're all judging. So on Tom's part, I thought the interview was genius because you know, Howie's daughter's there and she's trying to like make up for her dad's lack of knowledge. But the questions were rather softball. They give Tom a ton of time to explain. And, you know, if I were Andy, I would not, I know it seems like Howie scooped him, but you know, when Andy's going to interview him at this reunion, he's doing it in front of all of Tom's you know, co-stars like Ariana's there and and concubine and and the concubine. So it's like, to me, that's a whole nother level of cringe. I wasn't so cringed by this interview. I was just, it did give me more perspective. And I thought for Tom Sandoval, if I were Tom, I would find a neutral friend that was really in my corner. And that would be the first place I would want to announce it. Let's just really talk about it. Okay. We already addressed the fact that it is very hard to get a Bravo-lerity to appear on podcasts, especially because Bravo's approval um, pattern is is very strict, is very strict. And that's that's public knowledge. Okay, that's number one. Number two, Tom is a heterosexual male, white male. Harry Mandel, a heterosexual white male. I think you're onto something, Sarah, in the sense of, look. 
Andy is really great at asking the questions that the fans, all of us want to know, okay? Tom needed a friend. In this, I agree with you 100%, Sarah, that Andy must have handed Tom his ass in front of him amongst the other women and the castmates that Tom knew what was coming down the pipeline on this. I think it's going to be a four-part reunion. Ooh, I do too. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, people are so invested in this. A hundred percent, four parts. Yeah. I mean, we. Uh, no, I think five is too much. So four, yeah. I think four <sighs> parts on Bravo okay. and something special for Peacock that may equal five. Wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me. So I believe that Tom, to your point, allegedly went behind Bravo's back to do this interview without Bravo approving it because I think he knew, let me talk to a fellow heterosexual white male who I'm friends with who doesn't have these preconceived notions of not only the show, the scandal, and my, and my participation in it. And Harry Mandel, who for all intents and purposes is a great host and a funny comedian, He's not messy by design. He's not a journalist. He's not a reality lover. So to have this sort of safe space to emote without interruption and being challenged, listen, as a producer and creator, I'm on the side of Andy and Bravo, obviously, but as somebody who also is a human being, I do believe that what Tom did was smart in the sense of he wanted to make sure he got ahead of the train wreck that's going to happen on the reunion. Oh, uh, 100%. 110%. Right? Oh. Oh, and look, I mean, the way Tom Sandoval comes across in this interview with Howie is he makes it sound like for a very long time he tried to dump Ariana. He suggested they go to therapy. You know, he wanted somebody, you know, a neutral ground to explain it to her that she was just not taking no. And even towards the end of their relationship, before he'd had sex with Raquel the first time, he was FaceTiming with Raquel with Ariana in the room. And, you know, she didn't even notice what was happening. I mean, Tom sets it up. If if I didn't know the whole story, right? I and and I did even walk away with more empathy towards Tom Sandoval from this interview because Tom makes it sound like they really were over, you know. And and then they he ends up getting with Raquel, even though because he and Ariana have been having issues for so long and um, they were so distant. She she would never apologize in the relationship. And look. Carlos, I don't know about you, but in my life, I've cheated on people and I've been cheated on. And the truth of the matter is, well, I don't care because when you cheat, there is something fundamentally going on wrong in the relationship. And I think what I walked away from that Howie Mandel interview saying is they had major red flags. Now, what Tom's big mistake is Tom is a pussy. You know, you have to like, <laughs> he is, I'm sorry. That's why I didn't want to come on my show. For months, you were not into her. You, you know, you guys were in therapy. You did not want to be with this woman. And instead of just making a hard decision of telling her straight to her face over and over, we are done. I am not into you. The, all the romance is gone. He dilly dallied around until he had sex with somebody else. Oh, he made a hard 
decision. He made a very erect tile decision. Um, maybe not to Rihanna, but to somebody else, baby, because this is what I discovered too. Tom is hot. He is hot. And when they shave his mustache at the end of the show, which which wasn't this whole thing fascinating. I mean, Howie Mandel, a complete germaphobe, somehow sat right next to Tom Sandoval and managed to shave his mustache. Like, it just seems to me like, really, Howie? Really? Are you that OCD? Because that seemed like a deception to me. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I didn't get that either. It was very strange, but it also goes to show you that I think Tom just wanted a very safe space. Because look, I can say this, and it's true. Bravo audience is watched by females and gay men. 99% of the audience is not on Tom's side. So you're right. He went on Hobby Show. He wanted to feel comfortable. He got his mustache shaved. He is a very attractive guy. Um, I'm like you. I cheated once before. Maybe twice. <laughs> but it's because... <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. Two sounds right. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, right. You know, listen, stuff happens. I don't judge anybody because I also used to make a mistake. But I also somebody who at least owned up to it and admitted it to the person I was with at the time. So I agree with you in the sense of things have been bad with this couple for a very long time. And instead of being honest, he was being, in your words, a pussy and not owning up to like what he wanted to do. And I think if he was able to do that, then who knows? Maybe he wouldn't be in this predicament. Oh, uh, completely, completely. I can relate. And and to your point, the time that I cheated, like within 72 hours, I confessed to the person, you know, and I was like, because I couldn't live with the guilt. You wait, know? wait, 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 wait. <laughs> 72 hours? Yes, because I felt so guilty. Yes, it was awful. Girl, I was in a relationship. Girl, it took yes. me two years. <laughs> well, does the time really matter? It doesn't matter as long as you own up to it. You're right. Okay, go You're ahead. Fine. You're fine. Right. Feel good about yourself. But, you know, I mean, it, he should have owned up to it. And and he is hot. When he shaved that mustache on the show after, I was like, oh, damn. Oh, oh, I got to turn this off. Good thing this interview is ending. Oof, I'm about ready to DM him. <laughs> I, look, I had more empathy for him. I, you know, I think the saddest part, and I'm curious what you think, because Howie did have a good point on this. Towards the end of the interviews, Tom said he really doesn't care about the hate. I don't think he really gives a shit about Scandaval at all, except for the businesses. He doesn't want to hurt his business partners. But what he said is such a betrayal is all of these other cast members going on all of their podcasts, going on everybody else's podcast, talking about it and kind of texting him for information like, oh, how are you? So then they can use that on their own shows. And how he was like, you're on a reality show. You know, this is their time to cash in your, and he's, and Tom is saying, yeah, but some of these people I thought were my friends. This has been a decade. I don't know. Do you ever have friends when you're on a reality show or not really? I will say this. Obviously I have a lot of friends on reality TV and, and you do too, Sarah. And one thing we know is we know a lot and it doesn't mean we always spill the tea because the thing is this, I am a good friend. And I keep my relationship sacred. I know a lot about the housewives, the marriage to medicine ladies, et cetera. Unless they give me permission or they come to my show where we talk about it, I'm not going to spill their tea because it's inappropriate. So I do feel bad for Tom because you don't know who to trust anymore. Like if, for example, 
there's rumors that Quad is a coming back to marital medicine, right? I talk to Quad frequently. I'm not texting Quad to ask her about it, number one. And number two, I don't want to put her in a position to where she feels like if I tell Carlos, is he going to go on his podcast? So I keep my friendships very separate from the tea that I either may know or may want to know. So I do feel bad um, for Tom when it comes to that, especially because Lala Kent has a podcast. And this is no shade to Lala. Ever since this scandal, Lala's podcast has skyrocketed to like being in the top two of all podcasts, right? Knocking down me and Sarah Fraser. (laughs) I know, damn it. (laughs) You know, I get what Tom is saying is they've really seen this as a moment of, oh shit, our our entire TV show and careers have been saved. So we're going to double down on Tom Sandoval. Tom Sandoval's the victim here. And he's not the victim. You know, again, Tom... What I walked away with that Howie interview is I have empathy for him. It's not easy. People cheat every single day. It's just that Tom is like, get a backbone. You yeah. should have just said it and come out and owned it from the beginning. Listen, I agree with you 100%. So Andy Cohen went on his radio show and said that, and I'm paraphrasing, he thought it was a softball interview He thought that Howie should have done his homework. He referred to Howie as the jackhole of the day. (laughs) That's a little much. I'm like, Andy, that's a lot. And so much so, Howie had to go speak to Billy Bush on Extra TV saying that I had no idea this was such a scandal. I had no idea these Bravo fans are as crazy as um, they are because they're attacking me. He said, I post on TikTok and Instagram every day. I have been the past day or two because it's been insanity for me. And Howie, I don't know, he's such a nice guy that he feels like I stepped in the doo-doo. But what do you think about all of that? Is Andy justified for calling Harry Mandel the jackhole of the day? I think that's too much. I do agree with Andy. I mean, Howie was so not prepared. And you know, you you have guests on all the time. I mean, you ought to know the basics. Like, I get that he, he hasn't watched seasons and seasons of Vanderpump Rules. But I mean, he should have started the interview like, hey, man, you know, We're friends. We met at this wedding. I've been reading a lot about you the past three days. Are any of these things, accusations true? What do you think about this? You know, I mean, it was so ill-prepared, like completely so unprofessional for a guy that's been in our industry for so long. You know what I mean? It literally was like he just walked in from, I don't know, after working out and decided to conduct an interview and post it on YouTube. It was like that flippant, you know? (laughs) I don't think he's the jackhole of the day. I, I don't. I think that's a little much. Do you? No, he's Howie Mandel. But I also, listen, based on the Billy Bush interview that Howie Mandel did, I think it's everything we've been saying. Tom is a friend. Howie's daughter is a huge fan of the show. So I think that Howie was like, he's my friend. My daughter thinks this is a great get. I'm a businessman. I've been in this business for 50 years. This is a great publicity for me. I don't think he went in thinking it would be as much shade as he's receiving. So I will say, I don't think he's a jackhole of the, of the day. A lot of fans think that giving Jax and Britney a show on Peacock is jackholish. 
So let's talk about that, Sarah Frazier. What are your thoughts on Jackson Brittany doing what? Some sort of after show on Peacock? Yeah. What, what is this about? Three parts. When I had read it, it was three different parts, all airing in April, I think April 20th, 24th. And the first one might have already aired. They are doing a behind the scenes, you know, telling their side of what they witnessed all those years with Jackson and Brittany on the show and their relationship. And, you know, because they've all dated each other, you know, that's the, that's the part that's people go, why is this story so big? And again, I fault Howie for not knowing this. It's so incestual. That's why, you know, there's 11 million people in Los Angeles and yet they can't seem to stop fucking the same five, you know, I mean, it's right. I mean, come on, you spend a night in West Hollywood. There's so many people to do. Yet they can't seem to find one other person that isn't at Sur. I mean, Sir is a tiny place. And let me tell you, they've done everybody in there. Like, if they walked out of Sir, there's a lot of other people to have sex with. So does this mean that, okay, so Jackson and Brittany, and you tell me if I'm wrong, at one point in time, they were canceled due to some racist allegations on both, is it both parts? Because Jax, allegedly got into with a black cast member and said some things about her. Is that all correct? Yeah. You know, it's been a long time. I mean, the big one was Stassi and Faith. And I I know Jax right. had, had something to do with that. I'm not sure if, I actually think it was a series of racist tweets. So it was. Gotcha. I think you're right. So it was some racist tweets. Um, and he, you know, he's been a long time Twitter user. And of course, you know, he was like the villain of the show anyway. And that sort of did it, you know, and that was like back 2019 that the tweets themselves were old from 2012, but he would say th- racist things about like 16 and pregnant. They should call it 15 and some other thing, you know, yeah. Anti yeah. Um, LGBTQ. So anyhow, that had led to his exit. But now he's back. I was saying to you, I mean, it's so interesting. It's like, I don't know if today, if all this was happening and, you know, would Jax and Stassi be fired? I don't know. I don't know. It's very interesting because it's one of those things where when you do the investigation into the series of tweets or accusations, do you wait until it's completed to make a decision? We just don't know that. Um, especially when it comes to Jackson Brittany. But a lot of people have said that they don't deserve this second chance and they feel like, why are they giving more opportunities than someone like a Faith, who, from my understanding, hasn't been back on TV since her stint on Vanderpump Rules, so. And has remained very quiet. And I'm sure you have, but I've certainly reached out to Faith to see if she would come on the show and, you know, talk about her side of the story. But she never has responded. And I think that's for a lot of other podcasters because I think people are very curious about her side, but she has not. And then, you know, even Kristen Doty was fired and is now back and making appearances. Um, And she was part of that whole racist accusations against Faith, you know, by Stassi. I don't know. I mean, you you have more of that TV executive. It's interesting to me if like time heals all wounds or if, you know, we are sort of a society of second chances. So maybe people feel like give people a second chance after they've apologized. Um, and I mean, you know, we all make mistakes. So I'm for that for sure. But I, I feel like now if this were happening, I don't think any of them would be fired. Ooh, I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after these quick ads. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. 
you are a Ramona fan. I'm a Ramona fan. I have Ramona on this podcast, Reality with the King, where she did talk about this, allegedly, this human resources investigation into allegations of using the N-word. Ebony K. Williams, who I love, I know you do too, she has said emphatically, Ramona used the word through what she was told through people working on the show, all alleged. Long story short, they were going to do the Roni Legacy Edition. Shortly after my interview with Ramona, <laughs> which I want to get your thoughts on that, uh, it was revealed that Ramona wasn't going back on Legacy. Although Ramona referred to it as the loser show because they were bringing back losers. Now word on the street, according to page six, is that Legacy is back because it was put on pause due to the women allegedly not being able to come to an agreement on the fee. Jill Zarin went on Jeff Lewis radio show and said she felt like every woman deserved the same pay. And that's what stalled the negotiations. But now they're saying the Real Housewives of New York Legacy Edition will be like Ultimate Girls Trip where they may go to Scary Island and that Ramona is in and Jill Zarin is out. Well, I think this is 100% true. And I think you called it and they listened to your podcast because you're the one that said, if you were running Bravo, you would bring back all the OGs. I think the, what the, I think what the audience says and what the audience does is two different things. And yes, we want diversity. We want, you know, we want accountability, but then People don't want new characters. They don't, they want these people that they've learned, they've fallen in love with for a decade. I'll predict it here. I think Bethany Frankel will be back. I do. She needs to because, and I listen. She wants to. I love Bethany. I think Bethany had to realize that there's no other career for you outside of her housewives. And you tried it. I think the Rewise podcast, she really thought that was the next big thing for her. And the first two weeks, it did very well. Uh, but what you and I both know is it's all about staying power. And unfortunately for Bethany, that podcast is not doing well anymore. And she needs to understand that people don't want to see you with Mr. Wonderful on CNBC talking about money. People don't want to see you being a makeup tutorial expert. People want you on the Real Housewives, and that's just it. So get back on the show and make new fan base, get your old fan base. To me, I strongly believe Bethany does not have any more options out there. No, I agree. If I were her, I would lean in. I mean, I think she could have se- I think she could have another decade on Bravo. She's so synonymous with the net with with Roni, with um Andy, with you know, she's just so well known. I would lean into that brand too, a hundred and ten percent. And I agree with you. She's tried other things, her own talk show years ago. Now the show, you know, she made guest appearances on Shark Take, then with Kevin O'Leary, and it just it doesn't stick, you know, it, it is the makeup thing. I'm not sure even where the makeup thing has gone or she wants it to go. I think she'll be back a hundred percent. And I think Ramona is absolutely back. People love Ramona. They love her. They want her back. I think it's genius that they reshoot this, this legacy thing. I admire Jill for sticking to her guns, but I, at the end of the day, you know, 
networks don't care. They don't care. You know, that was a platform for Jill to get back on the air and promote the shit out of her daughter's candle line and take, you know, it is right. I mean, maybe you negotiate, maybe you negotiate like $4,000 more an episode or something, but right. I mean, the big paydays for a lot of these reality stars are done. They are, it's a platform for you to launch other things. You know, I love our, love our girl, Candace Bassett. You know, she is a person who is launching a bazillion other things from this housewife show. When I did Heather McDonald's live show um, back in October of 2022, Jill Zarin came backstage to, of course, see her friend Heather McDonald. Sarah, Heather was like, oh, this is Carlos. Jill Zarin says, oh, so you're the infamous Carlos King. So Jill said, oh, baby, we know Carlos King. I'm like, is that good or bad? She said, oh, whatever you want it to be. (laughs) We sat down. Sarah Frazier, she could not be more sweet. She was the nicest. She's everything we saw on television. She talks a mile a minute. She, she's all over the place in terms of her thought. Her daughter was there with her boyfriend. And I'm like, Jill, get back on the show. Get back on the show. Get back on the show. We had a lot of conversations about it. But I agree with you. Jill, you don't need the money. You're as rich as they come. If I were you, Jill... I would have negotiated other things than Jill, this money you're making, you're going to give that to your dog in his trust fund. <laughs> right. Like it's not, right. it's not a money maker for you in terms of episodic fee. This is a great platform for you to do other things outside of it. And because Jill, my opinion, and you may agree or disagree, Sarah, I did not enjoy Jill on season two of ultimate girls trip. Cause I felt she was too in her head. She, she wasn't enjoyable. And I think when she's around her real friends, Ramona, Dorinda, Lulu, Sonia, Kelly Ben Simone, that it would have been an opportunity to see the old Jill Zarin we fell in love with. I I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. And oh, I mean, just to be a fly on the wall in that negotiation, you know, where it really went south. Cause I I have to believe she knows that because I, I hear great things about Jill, just like what you said in real life all the time. And I'm like, I don't know, though. I guess she's one hell of a negotiator. She doesn't want to. I don't know. She doesn't want to give, I guess. Yeah, no, but I think she needs to give in. And last but not least, people are either rejoicing and Ramona coming back, allegedly, or some people are protesting, at least on Twitter. Um, a Bravo celebrity from another show tweeted that it was problematic to bring Ramona back. And to your point, there's 50% of people who think she should come back. There's 50% of people who think she shouldn't. Uh, Look, if an investigation is done, according to Ramona, nothing was founded. That's what Ramona said. And I believe Ebony also said she has to trust the process and nothing came out of it. If that's the case, if we're, if we're basing this just off of facts of an investigation, then why shouldn't Ramona come back? If I'm basing it on the fact that they launched an investigation, nothing came out of it to prove this without a shadow of a doubt, then why shouldn't Ramona get back on Bravo? If there's nothing there, you can't 
whether we disagree or agree with their ruling, I mean, there was nothing there. So I think they bring her back 100%. And I just, I do think when it comes to Ramona, I think people are going to be happier than they are. Of course, they're going to be people that are upset, but I think Ramona is a big draw. She really is. The reason why Roni collapsed the Legacy Edition without Ramona, it wasn't meant to be. You cannot do... Ramona is the face of that franchise. Equal to Bethany. Oh, totally. Equal to Bethany, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think in another year or so, we're going to get Bethany on some show. And I mean, that would be wild. Sarah Frazier. This is my prediction. Okay. Oh, I love these. Santa Pump Rules is going to survive another 10 years due to this scandal. So Vanda Pump Rules has been resurrected due to this scandal because the show was kind of getting off the grid a little bit. But with the resurgence of Jax, Brittany, Kristen, and all these other people, there could be more life into the show. So that's my prediction for Vanda Pump Rules. Last but not least, I do believe that if you're going to do a Roni, you need Ramona. That's a bold prediction for Vanderbilt. I was thinking more like three years. I don't know. I just felt like... Ah! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Vanderpump. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I know you're a busy man. I don't, I don't even watch. I can't even keep up with all of the franchises anymore. But I have been watching this season of Vanderpump Rules. And I mean, I would argue with anyone... It's not that compelling. If if we didn't have this right. huge shoe dropping, I don't think we would be talking about a renewal of this season. I'm sorry. Sheena's no. wedding is coming no. and, you know, James Kennedy is having a little meltdown or whatever, but it's very boring. But you keep watching because you're like, oh, I want to see the signs. Like, what was Tom and Raquel doing? Were they getting close? Yes. Where was this? You know, like, that's it. That's the only reason I'm watching. There isn't any other storyline here. for listening to reality with the king new episodes drop every tuesday share comment follow and subscribe to reality with the king wherever you get your podcast visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at the carlos king underscore on instagram twitter tiktok and yes baby my youtube channel where you can get all of my visuals baby my expressions yes and don't forget tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag reality with the king Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Riggs and executive produced by me, Carlos King. Kingdom Reign Entertainment, baby!